Blog Talk Radio. gathering here where we get together and talk to and about people in the Viatorian community, um, both here in the U.S. And, and other parts of the world as well. We've learned quite a bit as we've had various discussions. And today we're going to talk to someone who uh, really has so many unique aspects to their journey, uh, Father Dan Hall, a uh, professed Viatorian who first took vows in 1982, and the things he has done since then have included a uh, some active military duty, uh, serving in the Middle East, founding a parish, serving as a teacher, administrator, uh, and then eventually a provincial superior. Um, so more than a few stories we'll share. We'll get as many as we can. So, Father Hall, first of all, uh, great to talk to you again. Thanks for taking time to be here today. Thank you, Jim. It's good to be here with you. Um, that recap just barely begins to scratch the surface of what you have done uh, as a Viatorian. So, um, I believe from from what I had learned in talking to you and following you in the past that you had started your life as a in a professional career and ultimately chose to pursue vows. Um, tell us just a little bit about that transition. What made you leave a a standard career and, and pursue uh, taking a vocation? Well, I think it goes even back before that, uh, Jim. Uh, before I got into the to the business world, I was in the Army in Vietnam. I was a Special Forces officer. I spent a couple of tours uh, uh, in Vietnam. Um, I got shot up at the end of it, and so I ended up leaving the uh, the military and not really knowing what to do. So I kind of, you know, just kind of hung out for a while, you might say, and then I started working for Hilton Hotel Corporation. And I was in Las Vegas, and uh, it's there where I really had my first uh, – first uh, experience with Viatorians, but, you know, going back a little bit further, you know, I didn't know really know what to do with my life after Vietnam, so I met a, a priest when I was in Vietnam, and he kind of talked me through some of my struggles, I guess you would say, over there. You know, you don't see that much death and destruction without, without asking yourself different questions about what's this thing called life really all about, so... When I uh, was in business for a while, that was really not very fulfilling, even though it was very rewarding financially. Um, I knew I wanted to do something different, so I uh, I started investigating religious life and kind of might have had a reawakening, you might say, uh, during that time period. And when I was in Las Vegas, working at the Las Vegas Hilton and the Flamingo Hilton, um, I met some Viatorians out there, and that kind of set me on that path. Uh, and I started writing letters, and the rest, they say, is history. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a fascinating history, and uh, part of that story is captured by uh, some students at St. Viator in a book that they wrote about veterans like yourself, and you shared quite a bit in that story. Um, and, and you know, as you look back, that, that suffering that you went through and the challenges that uh, you encountered both during and after those tours of duty, um, you found something was lacking. Um, was it, you know, religious? Was it God that you were seeing at that point, or you just weren't even sure what it was? 
Well, I, I knew I wanted to do something that was in the helping profession. I mean, I'd always loved sports, so I knew I wanted to do some coaching and teaching. I knew I wanted to go back into the military. Um, and so the Viatorians was a religious community that, that permitted that, first of all. And they actually, you can encourage it, had a, a history of men serving as military. So I, I went back in for the next eight years. I went back in 1990. And for the next eight years, I served with the Marine Corps uh, as a, a military chaplain. And what, that, that's such a fascinating choice. And, and 1990, you know, led into a fairly tumultuous time. And um, tell me about how the Viatorians reacted. You said they were supportive. But um, what were those discussions like when you said this is the path you wanted to pursue? Oh, I think from even years before I actually went back on active duty, I talked about it and I knew that's exactly what I wanted. And so I went back on active duty on uh, July 1st, 1990. Saddam invaded on August 2nd and I was in Saudi Arabia uh, about two weeks after that. Um, I, I, I can only imagine your faith must have carried you through that time because it, uh, that despite your experience and willingness to serve in the military, I don't think any of us can really understand, you know, what it must be like day to day to not really know what's around the next corner. Exactly. exactly. But, you know, I think that's part of the thing that drew me back in was the fact that I had been there before. And, you know, our young Marines were 18, 19, 20 years old. And I knew that since I'd been there before, I think I had something I could share with them to help them get through their tough times. Um, I want to go back to, you mentioned your time in Las Vegas and and encountering the Viatorians there. What was it about the order that attracted you and and made you feel comfortable committing to to a life with that community? Actually, the first person I met there was uh, a father, Frank White. And I got to know the Viatorians because some of the kids that worked for me up on the pool deck at the Las Vegas Consultant uh, they went to Bishop Gorman High School, which is a Viatorian at the time was a Viatorian high school there. And that was really my first contact was through them. So then I went down the street to St. Clair Parish, met Frank White, and we talked. And I stayed in touch with Viatorians when I got transferred to Hawaii. And then finally in uh, January of 1979, ready for this, January 1979, I moved to Chicago from Hawaii. Well, nobody moves to Chicago in January, especially from Hawaii. <laughs> um, well, I, there's there's more to that, and, and because we've got a limited amount of time, I want to switch gears a little bit because um, you also then took a, a sharp turn in another direction, I believe. At one point then you were asked to help found a parish down in, in Belize. Now, what, what was the path that led you there, and how did that uh, – kind of fit into what you thought your plan might be? Well, you know, as uh, as my time as a military chaplain was kind of, I kind of came to the end where I was really kind of being promoted to a thing where I was becoming more of an administrator. So I was moving away from being face-to-face type ministry. And I figured, you know, here's an opportunity to do something different. We're going to open this mission down in, uh, this foundation really down in, in Belize, and I'd been to Belize before scuba diving. I liked the place, and I said, you know, this could be a good fit. You know, my Spanish is pretty good, so it, it worked out really well. And I went down there as a founding pastor with a 
one other Viatorian, Chris Glancy, and uh, together we put together a team that was was pretty good, and I stayed down there for five years. Interesting, uh, interesting path. We're talking to Father Dan Hall of the Viatorian community today and learning a little bit about his journey and um, uh, so much more that we hope to learn in future conversations, but uh, we're kind of hitting some of the highlights today. Uh, we've uh, been with him now to Vietnam, to the Middle East, to Belize. Uh, we've talked about Las Vegas, Chicago, Hawaii. And after all that, it, it's interesting when you talked about being in Las Vegas, Father Hall, and working with the young people, having them as part of your staff uh, at uh, one of the hotel facilities. You came back to St. Vider High School in Arlington Heights. You were a, a teacher, a uh, coach, ultimately a, an administrator there. And once again, you were encountering young people, just as you did in the military. Um, Tell us about that uh, opportunity, what it's like at any of these stops to interact with teenagers during what's really you know, such a pivotal part of their lives, whether they're in school, in the military, or wherever they might be. But what is it about working with uh, those young people that seems to fit your style? It's life-giving. For me, it's life-giving. I love being in the classroom, that face-to-face interaction with the kids every day. I coached football and wrestling both for about 20 years. That Kids get to know you in a different way than just being a classroom teacher, and I found that, find that so, so rewarding. And it's amazing. I was sharing this with someone the other day. About the last 20 weddings at which I have officiated, They've all been former students or former kids that I've coached. They're bringing their kids now for me to baptize. I mean, that kind of lets me know that, hey, maybe I did touch some kids on the, on the in the right way, get them on the right path, and it's it's really kind of rewarding for me. And hopefully, I gave them something along the way. And um, it just seems like uh, today is as much as ever. You know, kids at that age have. have so many things in their lives that can pull them in different directions, uh, so many things that can be confusing. Um, as a teacher, as a coach, did you have time to just be able to sit and talk to them away from classrooms and away from practices and, and just listen at times? Uh, was that, I assume, a, a key part of your relationships? That's a key part, too. And a lot of times, even out on the field, a lot of conversations were I mean, it really took place just on the sidelines, you know, when things weren't really happening. We just talk about life and things going on in their lives and trying to help them put things in perspective, you know. And that's one of the things we've learned and really appreciate about the Viatorian community is the impact uh, that it has on young people, you know, and that was Father Louis Kerb's vision to to uh, help young people find their way and uh, it carries on today. Now, you then had to take a whole nother approach. Um, you were called out of the, the service at St. Viator rather quickly to uh, take on the role of provincial superior for the Viatorians, which I assume puts you more in contact with uh, adults, the people who are in the Viatorian community. Tell us what that role entailed. Well, it basically, uh, as a provincial here at the province of Chicago, that encompasses the entire United States and the country of Columbia in in South America. So I spent time back and forth between here and in Colombia, and it's really kind of taking care of our men. You're really that role. You're the, really the pastor of the community. So my basic role, obviously, there's an administrative part of it, but the primary role is to take care of our people, making sure that their their needs are being met spiritually, emotionally, 
all along the journey because you know sometimes religious life can be can be kind of lonely even if you're in a crowded room so sometimes people just need somebody to talk to in a safe way that you know you you fill that pastoral role sort of thing and um, a minute or two left here but in many of our conversations we've talked to a number of different Viatorian associates from different locations throughout the U.S. Um, and we've also talked about the Viatorian Youth Congress, which is an opportunity for young people to come together. Um, are, are those aspects of the Viatorian community that are, are unique and uh, also something which uh, kind of keep you involved to be able to interact with people beyond those who are just uh, ordained but also who volunteer or who are pursuing uh, at least having an influence on the world um, through their spirituality? Okay, very much so. And that's a, one of the things that makes the Viatorian community, I think, so unique is the fact that our associates are Viatorians. You know, they're not like a third order. They are Viatorians. Uh, they they make their commitments to the community. Um, it's a little bit different. The Viatorian Youth Congress is wonderful because it allows young people from all over the country to come together and they begin to realize that the church is much, much bigger than their parish. And I think that's one of the big things it really offers. We had kids from Columbia come up the last uh, couple of times. Kids from Las Vegas come from all over Illinois have come together and just spend a week together. And it's really, it's amazing how they bond in just a short period of time. And I think part of it is the spirits working there. You can feel it. And um, people like you who have so much influence on them are, are much appreciated. Before I let you go, just any update on what you're doing now and what might be next uh, in terms of your role? Well, right right now, I don't I don't really know officially yet. My, Mark Francis is out west still. Once he gets back, he and I'll sit down and figure out what the where the greatest needs of the community are. That kind of See if there's something out there that'll match the talents and skills that I have, and maybe whatever is best for the community, I'm willing to do. As always, well, Father Hall, thanks so much for uh, being a part of this conversation today. Uh, uh, really appreciate you and all that you have done for the Viatorian community, which uh, collectively proclaims Jesus Christ and His gospel and raises communities where faith is lived, deepened, and celebrated. Founded by Venerable Louis Curbs, Viatorians are professed brothers, priests, and lay associates striving to do everything well so that uh, through us all Jesus may be adored and loved. And we thank uh, Father Dan Hall uh, for his service and continued service. On behalf of the Viatorians, I'm Jim Mitchell. Until next time, we thank you for listening. St. Vider, pray for us. Adored and loved be Jesus. <laughs>